Hello, Janksters, and welcome to another edition of the Magic Jank Podcast. In fact, the first episode of the podcast in 2024. We're actually recording this just before, though. And that's going to be the big thing that we talk about today. We want to look forward. We can definitely, you know, discuss a little bit of what happened in 2023 as well, because it was a very eventful year, I think, for a lot of us. But, uh... Primarily, I want to look forward to 2024. I think there's some really cool things coming down the coming down the pipe, and let's or pike, I suppose, is the expression. And let's go ahead and uh, focus on that. But before we do, I want to give a huge shout out to MagicJank.com, the online marketplace where you can buy and sell Magic the Gathering product and gear. And uh, yeah, we definitely we absolutely adore everything that they're doing over there for obvious reasons. And uh, we're not, I mean, the Magic Jank podcast, we're not biased or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, not at all. <laughs> But I'm realizing I'm also uh, skipping over introductions, so I apologize for that. My name is Graham. I go by Hamhawks42 on the internet. And I'm joined here by Carlo C. Favreto Jr. How you doing, man? Hello, hello, everybody. All right. Well, yes, we're members of Team Magic Jank, and actually over on magicjank.com, not only is it a marketplace where you can buy and sell Magic the Gathering products, gears, singles, uh, sealed products, quivers, uh, it's a great place to get those. You can also find our official merch stores uh, for all the folks uh, on Team Magic Jank. So... Tons of great stuff happening over there. Any event. Well, yeah, so Carlo, uh, thanks for joining me today on this lovely New Year's Eve when we're recording this, nice and early in the morning before all the oh, festivities. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's funny, actually. I was at a, uh, I actually went to, on a, on a weird personal note, I went to a birthday party last night. And so I'm feeling a little tired. And I was the designated driver, so I wasn't, you know, but it was one of those things where it's like, wait, I'm getting, staying up late partying. This isn't how this is supposed to. Like the, it's the always how it's supposed to happen. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, like we're, we're going to do this a little bit earlier as well. And then we're going to do it again. Uh, let's be real. I'm going to be in bed by 10 tonight. I'm sure of it. But in any- <laughs> <laughs> but regardless. But yeah. So how's it going for you, man? How are things uh, in, in the world of Steve Favreto Jr. over on uh, on all the things? Yeah, I mean, going great. Uh, streaming as per usual over on Twitch. Um, you know, <laughs> we we have a great community thing going over on our channel and uh, today is New Year's Eve, which means uh, I, of course, will be streaming tonight through till the ball drops. Love it. Um, just to give folks a place to hang, because not everybody goes out and and celebrates in what I guess would be considered the traditional way. So, uh, <laughs> doesn't mean we can't beat up on some people on the arena ladder uh, <laughs> to ring in the new year. I have no doubt. Uh, or plenty or of people get beat up it. on the arena ladder. I mean, that's totally possible too. I'll, also, th- a fine way to. <laughs> To bring it yeah, in. I think the season resets today at some point. Ah, um, so it likely means we will be making that climb back up to mythic again with the viewer decks. Um, Love it. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, every everything's going good. I mean, we just got back from DreamHack Atlanta was a couple weeks ago, so that was exciting. Um, you know, big thank you to Headology that filled in for me while we were doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great experience. Um, I know my socials are linked below, so if you want to check that out, there's a bunch of pictures out there on like Instagram and such um, of the DreamHack experience, and it's all on DreamHack's website too. Apparently, by the way. Um, oh, sweet! So that was a that was an awesome awesome time. I got to go there and meet a bunch of other uh, Magic creators who were invited by DreamHack. Um, they were having the regional championship there, which was Pioneer. So I got to watch a bunch of people play Magic because I wasn't there to play in the regional championship. Um, but I was there to stream in the Creator Hub, so that was fun. Um, Excellent. You know, it was an awesome experience to see 
people entering the main hall and then being in the creator hub with a big flat screen TV there that was playing the stream live so people could watch me play the arena games (laughs) Um, (laughs) as we were doing it. It it was a little distracting, even though like obviously we had like a noise counseling uh, headsets going on and the mics were actually really great quality this year. So you didn't really hear too much like background noise, um, even though that place was loud. Um, from the different like music that was being played in the the Monster Energy arcade um, and the different games like people were playing um, Starfield and League of Legends and stuff on these big stages like it looked like mini stadiums inside of this place um, that was great uh, the only thing I didn't get to do was meet T Pain but Aww. I tried I tried T <laughs> T Pain was there to do. Um, a D&D live session, a one-shot at uh, 12.30 on Sunday. But T-Pain came to DreamHack on Saturday, and we got kicked out of the Creator Arena for cleaning. Oh, no. And then T-Pain came in and sat down and streamed from the Creator Hub, but could only be T-Pain in there at that given time. Oh. Uh, so we didn't get to, to meet T-Pain or anything like this. That's a bummer. Um, yeah. But we were in the same room. So that counts for something, right? Absolutely. Um, so that was that was awesome. Uh, I got to meet a bunch of friends from Twitch, whether they were viewers. I got to actually play Commander with Mama Boo. I don't know if you know Mama Boo is in Twitch I do know chat. Mama Boo. Mama's um, lovely. But Mama Boo came with a friend, and so we got to play a game of Commander there. That's incredible. And um, I got to play uh, with Max Damage and Griffin Rider and Paradavo and the Darkstream and all of the MTG Rebellion folks. We're there, so we got to play some some awesome games and just hang and chill. Um, got to go out to eat with people. Uh, Foster Dawson, I got to meet him. Um, nice. I got to meet uh, a bunch of different creators that we just went out and had a bunch of fun. And so it was truly a, a, a magical weekend, but it was at an event that wasn't a, necessarily a magic event. Um, hmm. So that was great to see. Um I did get to beat up on some people in Super Smash Brothers. That was super exciting. Um, nice. I haven't played that game in a hot minute, but Kirby is goaded. So, um, oh, Kirby's the best. We, yeah. we, we do that. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great time. Um, I was happy to go. Um, definitely would love to go again next year. They had my face on the wall. I was like, what is this? Um, <laughs> That's pretty you know, surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was like, wow. Like they went all out for the people who they brought on as creators for the event. Um, and I was like, nope, here's just little old me. I'm walking through the convention center like everybody else. Uh, really so it was a fun time. Um, yeah. Atlanta was is an amazing city. Uh, infinite amounts of money for parking if you wanted to park anywhere there. But other than that, uh, it was it was a good time. Dude, that rips. I love it. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was actually uh, in the chat during that DreamHack stream, and it was super cool. The energy was was palpable. It 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 carried through. Like we could tell yeah. that this is a great stuff was happening. And it, yeah, you're right. I was actually shocked about the mics because the, it was your voice was loud and clear, and there was just kind of this low rumble behind it. Yeah. And that was it. And it's just like you know that. Meanwhile, convention if hall I was here is, and I took like, off my headset, you could hear I'm sure all be of the very loud Absolutely. music. Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, it was super cool, and I gotta say, and you did a great job, too, of just kind of painting the picture for the audience, explaining what you were seeing, kind of where it was. You know, the idea that you were right there at the entrance as people were walking in, you're just chilling there doing your thing. You know, the fact that people could walk right past, yeah. like, the front of the desk. Like, a couple people, I think, Max Damage, I think he actually did, like, walk up and just say, hey, while well, in the middle of the stream. Yeah, like, yeah. 
I don't know. That was lovely. Like, that, like, imagine, imagine streaming on <laughs> the two monitors set up in front of you, mm-hmm. and literally a crowd of like fifteen, twenty people standing watching your game while you're streaming in front of you. <laughs> That's incredible. Right? Like, I stream, love it. Streaming on Twitch, we don't see the crowd of people. Right. We see like the number of viewers that are in the chat, mm-hmm. but we don't see people sitting there watching. And like for a good ten minutes, there was like this hold up, like at my station of people watching me cast Galta into three different dinosaurs onto the battlefield. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Uh, so it was, it was a great time. Um, and like I said, they did a really good job of having like QR codes open. So people could go and, and follow you on the platform who were there uh, live at, at DreamHack. Um, even though we had our stuff, like I had our tokens that we would hand out and stuff like this, right. but yeah, um, but it was great. They did everything um, amazing from like a marketing perspective to make sure that their creators' information got out there. Uh, DreamHack Magic did features on a lot of the Magic creators throughout hmm. the week to like boast and hype that, hey, these people will be here. Um, here's some interesting stuff about them. Check it out. Go to the website. If you went and entered any of our names, you got like percentage off your ticket to get in for the day. Like that's how you do it. Um, that's awesome and and so uh i'm i'm hoping you know right now we are in a um standard regional championship qualifier season begins in january um and that season feeds uh dreamhack dallas in texas um so we got another dream hack maybe to potentially prepare for except this time playing uh in the event so um yeah, but we can get into that in in just a moment. I love it. Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, that that DreamHack event sounds like it was really a, a phenomenal, you know, kind of capstone on the year as far as that event is concerned. And uh, I think overall events this year were really just off the hook, or the chain, or the charts, or whatever they need to be off of. My goodness. Um, yeah, there were we had three Magic Cons here in the states, and then there was one. Um, overseas as well i'm trying to it was barcelona this year if i'm i'm trying to remember like amsterdam's next year so yeah yeah, yeah. um and i gotta say i i was able to attend all three of the ones uh that were stateside and they were a blast i gotta say they were an absolutely phenomenal time i think they've been very well organized and the you know the pro tour was very prominently featured at all of them so it was definitely a celebration of competitive magic while also having plenty of opportunities for casual play and they improved as they went. I mean, Philadelphia was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that was actually the fr- first time you and I got to meet in person, uh, yep. was for magic on Philly. And, uh, by the way, if anybody out there is curious, yes, Carlo does give great hugs. If that was a, if you were curious, he absolutely Facts. does. And it is, it is, it is, <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> but in any event, uh, it was a great opportunity to meet people who at, at that point for me, anyway, I had always been just names and faces on screens, you know, and then to be surrounded, you know, there was a moment where. I think we were getting ready for a for a game of Commander, and it was like you, me, Uncle Russ, uh, the nerdy Steve. Like it, it, mm-hmm. being able to banter back and forth with the nerdy Steve, where both of us are using our voices, was one of those moments where I realized, like, oh, not it would, normally one of us has to chat here, but no, we're just talking. It's like, oh, this is nice. I like this. <laughs> yeah, that was when it really like hit me. It's like, oh no, this is you know the my my Twitter feed and my Twitch feeds have all just kind of come to life in in this area, and the there's a level of just understanding acceptance and dare I say just 
joy and love in those environments that is just there's something about this game that brings a certain type of person uh and i think all of us in our own little universes were just kind of that one person who was like that and now we're getting thousands of those people all in one space at once it's really yep. cool and uh yeah they've been absolutely fantastic and i can't wait for you know we have magic on chicago coming up uh in just a little over a month now just shy of two months as of this recording and uh I'm excited uh, for that. It's going to be an absolute blast, and I have no doubt that there are plenty of events um, throughout the year that are going to be oh, yeah. just amazing. And I know I need – it's funny. I need to clear my schedule for to make it to as many of them as possible because mm-hmm. hearing about you know PAX Unplugged and DreamHack and all these other events that went on, like, I, I felt like there was something happening every single weekend that yep. I wish – I and I wished I had been there. Um, and, yeah, it, it was absolutely amazing. So – Bottom bottom line, moral of the story from our perspective, I think it's fair to say uh, our review for events that feature Magic the Gathering moving forward. If you can make them, you probably should. They're really, they're worth it. Um, That's, that was definitely my experience. Yeah. And if you had been to older events, you know, like mm -hmm. if you've ever been to Grand Prix before, you know, Grand Prix were always great um, for the competitive Magic scene, or if you just wanted to show up and play side events. And I think the misconception is like that that stuff doesn't happen at MagicCon, but it does, right? Um, you can just go and show up and play a bunch of side events. You don't have to play in the big event. Like mm-hmm. at uh, Chicago, they're going to have a 75K for standard. Um, that awards Pro Tour invites for like the top eight, which is great. Um, you don't have to go just to play in the Secret Lair Showdown, right? To try to get yourself a cool Secret Lair looking Ragavan or <laughs> something else. Um, you could just show up and play Magic how you want. If you just want to roam the room and find random commander games, you could do that. That's what I did in Philly and Heck in yeah. and in Vegas. Um, I just went throughout the room and I said, hey, y'all want to jam a game of commander? Um, and we sit down and we talk and we say, okay, are we trying to infinite combo each other? Or are we trying to do just casual commander with our mm-hmm. cool decks? And the answer most of the time was casual commander with our cool decks. So just sit down and have a good time and play some magic. you know. And I met a lot of people that way. And I think um, us as you know, creators, that's what we should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. We should be branching out, not just doing networking with each other, but networking with the community, right? Because not not everybody knows who we are. And I'm very humbled all the time. And I say, you know, I'm nobody, but I want to show up and play some magic with people, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want to play magic with the same people over and over and over again. We know what we're playing, right? It's fine to chill with your friends. But I think... Those events are meant for meeting Magic players from all across the world and sitting down and just having a fun with the game that we enjoy. Um, and that's that's what I did in Philly and in Vegas. You know, I went around to different random pods. I got to play Wizards Tower, which was a cool take on like Judges Tower with a random group Excellent. of people. Um, you know, that was an awesome time. I love it. And just seeing what people have created to play casually in the game that they love. And you didn't have to pay more than the ticket to get into Magic Con to be able to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, and the badges um, are pretty reasonably priced. I mean, travel is yeah. going to be the biggest expense most of the time. So if there's one sure. near you, just do it. Like, you yeah. know, the, like the badges themselves are actually very reasonably priced. Yeah. Yeah, now this year, there's only two that are stateside and one that is abroad, right? So you mentioned yep. Amsterdam abroad. We have Chicago coming up in February and then Vegas on Halloween weekend, hello, um, in Ooh. in the city that never sleeps. That'll no, be a that's party. New York, something like this. I don't know, Sin but city, it's in it's in yeah. Vegas, Sin City. <laughs> my 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 apologies. Yeah, um, all good. 
it doesn't I, I sleep also think it doesn't sleep. I, I, yeah, I yeah. suspect there's very little sleep happening in Vegas as well. <laughs> um, but they're going to be awesome. Um, you know, and if Vegas was any indication on how big or awesome that Chicago is going to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, I am ready for any and all of those experiences. But even if there are other events happening near you, like SCG Con, right? There's one coming up in Cincinnati in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they are focused on like their competitive event, I think they got a modern 20k coming up. You can just show up and play in the command zone and and have fun like you would at any MagicCon. Um, you can show up and play inside events. You can play other games other than Magic there. I think they got like Flesh and Blood and Lorcana going on too. Nice. Um, but tons of stuff that is available to happen. And SCG Con, and I would encourage any and all of you to check out their website um, because they have a different couple different cities announced for January, February, March. March is in Philadelphia, but it is at the Valley Forge Casino, which is right okay. outside the city. Um, but yeah, they're they're having an SCG con there. So I'm definitely going to be at that one because it's in my town. Um, Heck yeah. And that's going to be, you know, two weeks after Chicago. <laughs> so imagine going from one big event to another. Uh, I love it. Making sure these things are on our calendars. But yeah, there's 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 tons of different events coming up. Go, you know, just, just um, go. Yep. And and even if you just go for a day, you don't have to go for the whole weekend. You know, mm-hmm. do do what suits you best, right? Some people, you know, three days of a con is overwhelming, and it mm-hmm. can be. Um, totally. But maybe one day is all you need. And if you decide you want to go back the next day, then you do that. Um, but the the events are definitely worth going to. Tons of vendors there. You're missing some foils for your decks because I bet you the vendors have them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I found one foil, and I know I could order them on, like, TCG Player sure. um, or some other website. But I've been missing for my uh, Essica Planeswalker Commander deck. I've been missing Vraska Relic Seeker foil literally for, like, three years. And I just refused to order it online. And I found a vendor at DreamHack who had the foil. Nice. And I was like, no way. It was, like, two bucks. I was like, how... What, what are the, were the chances, chances I find the... this particular card foil here? Yep. And I'm like, yeah, like that's that's what we're here for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, and, tons of stuff to do. Yeah, there, there was one vendor in Vegas. Um, I wish I had remembered the name of the store so I could give them a proper shout out because they had a really cool setup going where they had like bulk rares. Like they had brought big, just those big boxes of bulk rares. And they're like, anything you find in this box is two for a dollar. Anything you find in yep. this box is like you know, three for a dollar or whatever. And so like, it was just their way of offloading some of their big products. And I got to say, I did yep. dig through a couple of those boxes, you know, and I ended up walking away with, uh, you know, a, a handful of stuff, but in, mm-hmm. including the, one of the big hits in there was they had a Marari's wake and like the two for a dollar. Oh, wow. So I was like, yeah, Marari's wake for 50 cents. Don't mind if I do, Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, they're always great yeah. finds. It's great finds. Commander it was Player's really cool. Paradise for sure. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, if there if you have an idea for a deck and you just want to be able to pick up some extra stuff for it, especially if you've got kind of a loose deck list in mind, you're gonna find some bangers, I guarantee it, mm-hmm. if you keep your eyes out. It's really cool. Yeah, that and there have been just you know, members of Wizard staff walking around just handing stuff out as well. Like the number of times yeah. in the middle of a game, somebody will just like walk over, drop a collector booster in the middle, like winner gets that, and then they just keep walking, like Yeah, yeah. Okay, the boost, sweet. The booster pack fairies from Vegas. <laughs> exactly. I remember that. Yeah, it's For great. Sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the you know, there, it is a celebration of magic. And it's just, 
It's a blast. So yeah, the events coming up in 2024, I know that I'm definitely going to be prioritizing them very, very highly. I want to make sure that I'm able to attend as many as I possibly can because um, they're consistently amazing. And I also do agree. I totally agree with your concept about networking with the audience. I think it's very easy to focus on just trying to meet, you know, the creators who are bigger than than us and just try to kind of mm-hmm. rub elbows and kind of hobnob a little bit and focus more on the networking for future collaboration opportunities and all that jazz. And that's important. It's part of it. But some of the best, you know, moments that I had in all the conventions I went to were during the random pickup games where I was just in the command zone. Somebody's like, we need a fourth. Like, all right, cool. And they just like, just hop on in, sit down. And in those matchups, a lot of times the way that I handled it was I would just say, you know, hey, everybody, what's up? My name's Graham. I'm a streamer, by the way but I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Hand out my cards and it's yep. just like, you know, just give, give them all my little tokens with my QR code on it. And it's like, yep, yep. but yeah, but anyway, let's just get, let's play, let's play some games. You know, so like I'll acknowledge it. It is who I am. Here we go. But I'm not going to be I'm like, you should check out my stream sometime. I'm not going to make a big yeah. deal about it. Let's play the game. And uh, yeah, it was always a great time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's how it should be. You know, mm-hmm. us as creators, we are ambassadors for the game. Like no Absolutely. matter how you see it. Right. Yep. Official or not, we are. Right. And, you know, people look to creators of any size for some type of inspiration somewhere most Mm -hmm. of the time, right? Or if they just want to chill out and watch awesome games of Magic. Um, And truly, at the Magic Cons, we felt like that, right? Because I I could tell you just from being, you know, someone who had the creator badge for Vegas, um, you know, the influencer team, you know, Diana does an amazing job. Jesse Hill did an amazing job as the community manager for arena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure that the creators always had product or something to hand out to the community was great. Um, you know, they might have given you like a couple packs to give out or here, here's this booster box, take this booster box of, of packs and give it out to people as they stop by to see you and say hello. Um, and if you need any more, let me know. We've got all the product that you could ever need, right? Uh, and and then when we showed up for the uh, Frodo dance party, you know, they <laughs> handed you collector booster packs as you walked through the door. Mm-hmm. Or they gave you, like, little lottery tickets that you could buy for, like, 20 bucks and get handed, like, $50 worth of product back. Um, you know, so it, all in all, you know, I think the teams have, have done amazing in promoting the game and hyping up the game. Um you know, hyping up the experiences at all of those events um, and then providing us the resources to be able to do it. I mean, yeah, uh, they're doing it right. And, um, you know, it, it's great to see the other creators who are hopping on board and also doing the same thing, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, but, yeah, just, just the awesome ability to play with the community um is honestly what's the best and yeah we don't we don't go ahead and promote and say hey i'm streamer x you need to follow me on these platforms and i'll sit down and play commander with you it's not like that (laughs) we just literally just sit down and play the game me and you we're the same person i just might Mm -hmm. have these cool tokens that i give you and say hey if you want to check it out that's fine if you don't that's fine either but you can use this as your food token uh that you can turn into a a creature with your tough cookie uh you know so you know there's these things that exist um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Chicago. Um, you know, obviously we know some stuff about Chicago, but we can't necessarily say it out there yet. Uh, but y'all are going to love what they put on. It's going to um, be super fun. It's going to yeah. be very fun. Um, I'm hoping that I get to, I'm hoping that they bring back the Gavin Verhey's unknown events for Chicago. I think those were widely popular at, at MagicCons last year. Those were get, huge like, the test cards. Yeah. And you know, I was... I was sorting some bulk yesterday 
Um, and I found some of the test cards that I got from the Gavin Verhey event. Don't ask nice. me why I ended up in my bulk, but um, I got I found this Yogmoth's Testament uh, with all this Phyrexian writing on it. I love it. But yeah, um, they were definitely re- the most fun events to play in at MagicCon because it was super awesome. relaxed. It was a sealed event. You got to open test cards. You got to open mystery booster cards. You got to open whatever current set cards were. <laughs> and you just walked around with a little placard. And when you found somebody who was ready for a new match, boom, played your three rounds, get your victory cards at the end. And it was a good time. So, um, yeah, That's definitely awesome. looking forward, forward to the events in 2024. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely can't, cannot wait. So... Yeah, so in addition to new events, we have a whole slate of new sets coming out as well in 2024. So I got to say, I think this year we saw a lot of really cool, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of really cool stuff happening. I got to say, I think, I feel like the sets this year were all pretty solid, you know? I feel like they mm-hmm. all did a good job of bringing new elements to the game. Um, even without, you know, the the standard rotation, that getting you know, removed as, you know, we both play standard quite a bit on arena and uh, I don't know about you, but I definitely felt it, you know, I'm aware uh, the Trilance yeah. and Rafine leaving would have been pretty nice, but alas, it is what it is. Um, uh-huh. But at the same time with each set, even despite that, even having this kind of incumbent class of cards, that was all really solid. Each new set did bring its own spin on the format you know like the esper legends that you're playing against right now is completely different from the esper legends that you were playing against six months ago uh or eight months ago or nine months ago it's still esper legends but yep. <laughs> you know with a the, little bit the actual extra cast flavor has changed yeah exactly the, the actual 75 has changed dramatically so yeah. that's something you know um and i'm very eager to see what's going to happen moving forward so on um so in 2024 we have a whole slate of sets coming first up we have ravnica remastered which is going to be dropping uh, very shortly. That one is a full reprint set. Mm-hmm. And so we're not seeing any brand new cards there. No legalities are going to change. Old border and serialized uh, shock lands. That is, yes. If you need your shocks, yeah. now is a good time to pick those up. Because it'll actually be very interesting to see which of the shock lands are going to be more valuable, the old ones or the yeah. new ones. Yeah, yeah. That's something I'm curious about. But anyway, we'll, we'll, time will tell on that. But, um, yeah, but, so that's great. You know, the number of sets that have taken place in Ravnica is pretty massive. And so the pool that they could draw from here, uh, was just very big. And so, yeah, that set is looking pretty promising. After that, we have Murderers at Karlov Manor, which is kind of the cozy murder mystery set, Mm -hmm. um, which is going to be actually the set that will have just come out when we're going to be in Chicago. So that is going to be pro tour Murders at Karlov Manor Mm -hmm. is, um, is is that in February? So that should prove that should prove interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated to see again how that's going to shake up different uh, the standard environment and whatnot. So that's our first standard set of the year. Mm-hmm. After that, we have the Fallout Universes Beyond product, which I know a lot of people are just full on ravenous for. Um, that is one that, that you know I didn't realize how big the Fallout fandom was and how passionate they are. But holy cow, is that real? Um, yeah. Fallout Wasteland. We just all want that. I do. Yeah, I want the Wasteland. That's the, the bottom line. The moment I saw that one card, that's it. That's all I needed. I was like, whatever else happens, they did. They got this right. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, then after that, we have uh, Outlaws of Thunder Junction, which is presumably going to be the... Um, I would imagine that's going to be the climactic uh, conclusion of Kellen's arc. Mm-hmm. We've seen Kellen show up in every set since he was introduced. Uh, granted, in the two sets 
since he was introduced. Uh, and we've also seen artwork from Murders at Carlisle Manor, where Kellen is going to be present as well. Yep. So, well, we know Kellen's dad, Oko, is is going to be in Outlaws of Thunder Junction, so I'm very curious to see what happens there. The question is, Oko villain or Oko hero? Who knows? That is a question. Uh, it's funny, too, because in March of the Machine, I made a prediction that I stand by, for the record, that... Well, I, I mean, obviously, I stand by it now. But uh, I made a prediction that Jason Vraska were going to come back as the the new Phyrexian Praetors. And mm-hmm. we've seen silhouettes of, clearly, Vraska and presumably Jace, um, you know, in the Outlaws of Thunder Junction kind yep. of uh, Magnificent Seven profile shot. And so I'm very curious to see what the story is there. I'm surprised at how quickly those characters came back after a very enigmatic ending. Uh, meanwhile, Emrakul is still trapped in Innistrad's moon, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, so. yet, but yet it's Rakdos who gets to travel interplanar yeah. uh, throughout the multiverse. So that'll be interesting to see what happens in the Karlov story. Yes. See what happens there. Yeah, I think I saw a, a theory that he was, in fact, the murderer in the murders of Karlov Manor or, like, a suspect for something, and he was, like, basically run out of Ravnica and escaped into Thunder Junction or something. It's like uh-huh. I could I could buy that. You know. Also, who, who, who the, would have the, thought a demon is the one who does this? Yeah, I mean the the demon who created the murder carnival is is in fact right. a, a murderer. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That's a, that's one of those things where that's actually the only issue that I have with the murders of Carlov Manor is it's like, are we gonna make a big deal about one death when like the, at a Rakdos party, dozens of people die every night? I'm pretty sure, but. Whatever. Um, I'm interested to see the story there. But regardless. Uh, so after Outlaws of Thunder Junction, we do have Modern Horizons 3. Uh, because the Modern Horizons train ain't got no breaks. Um, but this time, Modern Horizons 3 is going to be entering Arena, which is pretty exciting. So Yeah, the full the full set. And for the first time ever, Modern Horizons 3 is going to have double-faced cards. Yes. That didn't exist in the Modern Horizons beforehand. Um, so... I'm just going to make the prediction now that the double face cards will also be free spells uh, because Modern Horizons loves to do that um, to shake up the format. So uh, double face free spells, that's my prediction. I bet you're right. You know, are they going to be, you know, modal where one side's free, one side isn't? Or are they going to be, you know, free to transform with, you know, pitching a card or something? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. And it'll be Um, interesting to see if they take any other eternal existing cards and make them modern legal like they did with counterspell. Yeah. That is a great opportunity. Are there any predictions on that front? Ones that you'd like to see there? Um, I don't know of any predictions. Uh, I would say maybe they would actually pull the trigger and bring force of will to modern. Ooh. I don't think so though, because you would need to have something as powerful as that put into the set also. And I don't know that I'm ready for that type of an effect, uh, another type of that effect to come to modern. Um, sure. You know, it's already still messed up. Who would have thought, you know, they, they banned a card from uh, <laughs> the scam deck and the scam deck is still the top play deck in the format. It's wild. Um, you yeah, know, um, <laughs> it would be interesting to me if, you know, what I would really like to see because they haven't unbanned Splinter Twin and modern yet. I would really like to see if they pull the trigger and Print Splinter Twin in Modern Horizons 3, then choose to unban it, and as a way to promote and hype the set, give us serialized Splinter Twins. 
People would lose their mind. Oh yeah, my goodness. So yeah. just, just know, come back to this podcast in case it happens. Yes. But if in case We're... you need a selling point, Wizards, uh, Serialized, Splinter Twins, and Unbanning in the format. There Sounds it is. Great. That, honestly, if that's if they didn't discuss that, they're missing out because that yeah. that's massive. I love it. Oh my goodness! So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and mark that right now. The down in history at around the thirty-one minute mark. That's right on the Magic Jane <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That that's awesome, dude. I, that'd be sick. Oh my goodness! Spl- Serious Splinter Twins. Yeah. yeah, and the collective discourse around it, people would just lids would be flipped all over. That that'd be great. All right. Uh, then after that, we have the Assassin's Creed set, which is funny because people are losing their mind over the Fallout set, and people are going crazy about theorizing towards the Final Fantasy set or the Marvel set that they've announced that we don't know almost nothing about at this point. You know, a lot of people are talking about those. I have yet to hear a single piece of authentic earned media related to the Assassin's Creed product. Not one. Nope. Like, I, I, the amount of hype that doesn't exist for that is shocking. <laughs> so, and Assassin's Creed, that set, like Lord of the Rings, makes modern legal cards, like new cards. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. So it's like not only, it's like not only the commander product, but also the boosters aren't draftable. So like Doctor Who, right? Doctor Who came out, mm-hmm. only expanded into Commander, um, only had one type of booster that was collector boosters. Hello. Um, but Assassin's Creed is going to have new Beyond boosters. Um, so I don't know what that means. We don't know what it means yet. We just know that it's not draftable, uh, but that mm-hmm. the cards are going straight into modern. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the... That choice of IP was interesting because I don't feel like the lore of Assassin's Creed has really gotten anyone excited. Like, I remember when the very first game came out, um, I was still in college and I was uh, studying to be a video games journalist. So obviously things have changed in, uh, you know, <laughs> on my path. But uh, so I remember that when that first game came out, the lore was the thing people liked the least about it, you know, because it was it was marketed as this historical, you know, action game and then you get into the game proper and it's like oh but you're in you're there's some futuristic story about how you're actually teleporting into past memories and it's just like wait what again yeah it was that was the worst received part of that entire franchise and um i have yet to i don't know i i don't think the ip carries the same kind of uh intrigue that a lot of these other ips carry Mm -hmm. so i feel like the gameplay is really what makes assassin's creed games continue to succeed and the moment you translate that onto magic cards, you lose the gameplay, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're no longer, sure. you're no longer a sneaky assassin. You're now a card game player, you know, it's like, Oh, I drew Leonardo yeah. da Vinci or I drew Ezio. Like who cares? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I hate to be uh, super yeah. cynical about it, but I think that was a, that was a bold choice. And I don't think that particular set, um, unless, you know what, there could be a couple of, you know, whatever the Orcish Mo masters is, in that set, you know, who knows? Maybe the wrist blade is like an insane, you know, free equipment that gives mm-hmm. like a plus four power or something. Like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But like, unless there's something incredibly broken in that set, I think it's just going to fade into obscurity faster than most sets. Anyway, after that, though, we have two sets that are going to be going uh, into standard that are actually introducing brand new planes, which I'm very excited about. We have Bloomborough. And then followed by Duskmorn as the holiday release. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and Bloomborough yeah. is supposed to be the plane of 
uh, anthropomorphic animals, mm-hmm. where there will be absolutely no humans on the plane at all. Um, but it also says that Bloomboro is the start of the Dragon Storm arc of the new story. Um, so definitely to the you know your point, Ham, that you know Thunder Junction is likely the climax of the Kellen storyline uh, once Kellen finds Daddy. Um, but this definitely is going to go into a new arc of the story, and um, maybe who knows the Dragon Storm arc ends up finding us Nicol Bolas again somehow. Oh, that would be great. Uh, Wizards, be fun. please. Thank you, story yep. writers. Um, you know, but what I'm excited for Bloomborough is squirrels. You know, like, can we get some <laughs> squirrels into standard? And hopefully the answer is yes. Um, you know, I would love to see a, a Chatterfang card here in Bloomborough. Um, Chatterfang is a beloved card from, from Modern Horizons. Um, so we would love to see it here. You know, maybe if the story writers would love to make Chatterfang into the first Squirrel Planeswalker, um, that would be great, too. If we only get one Planeswalker per set, it better be Chatterfang here. Um, if there's no humans, so, you know, you are narrowing down the amount of possible planeswalkers that could exist on this plane. Because remember, they've made it to where they're only printing one planeswalker per set now, rather than mm-hmm. three or four, which they were doing before. So, uh, please, writers, um, create Chatterfang into igniting their spark uh, and becoming a planeswalker. That would be great. It's um, so good. You know, so that would be great to see for Bloom Burrow. Um, and that set comes out in quarter three. Yeah, quarter yep. three, 2024. Or no, that one I believe is quarter four. Or no, that is quarter three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And I, th- I think Chatterfang is a good call. If they don't do some nod to Chatterfang and the Modern Horizons 2 Squirrels, I'll be shocked. Right. Uh, absolutely shocked. It's funny too, actually. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Squirrels because I know Bloomborough is one of those franchises that uh, or the one of those settings that when I first saw the promotional art, the first image that they spoiled is the the artwork that we were just even showing on the the timeline that we were displaying for the the YouTube version. It's a mouse holding a sword with a cape facing off against a wolf. And that's on it, fire. That is on fire. The wolf <laughs> is on fire, which is pretty dope. Let's be honest. And it's a cool yeah. piece of art. It's an interesting setting. But right. as somebody who, um was heavily invested in in literature in the 90s and early 2000s i mean it's redwall like it's just it it looks exactly like redwall it's like you mean to tell me that little mouse is not martin the warrior come on like right. <laughs> and uh so that's one of those things where at this point we know very little about it and the aesthetic is similar to that mm-hmm. i have complete faith that there will be a lot of changes in the way the world feels is going to be different despite yeah. the surface level similarities I'm hopeful to find out what those are. And to be completely honest, there was another piece of art that was um, that was spoiled, and it showed a squirrel like with a staff and like a gnarled cloak, and was clearly like a necromancer. And it's like, yeah. all right, I'm in. Let's go. And with Chatterfang being, you know, a green squirrel with a black activation cost, squirrels being a creature type that's heavily supported in like black green with graveyard yep. recursion stuff, like it fits and it could actually help support, you know, other squirrel decks that we've seen in the past. And so if you have a squirrel deck in commander, you're going to be eating great here really soon. It's going to be fun to see uh, what happens there. And I have no doubt that mouse and rat and Fox and all these things are going to get supported as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we have cards like where Fox bodyguard that cares about, um, 
that, that cares about non-fox creatures. Well, yep. like it's a good piece of removal and it cares about that. And it's going to be legal in standard at the same time as a set right. featuring a ton of woodland animals. I would be shocked if foxes are not a supporting creature type there. Right. You know, um, anyway, well, it'll be interesting to see. I'm very, that, that set has kind of my imagination going, which is always a good sign. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens there. And then, yeah, the final standard set of the year is going to be Duskmorn. And Duskmorn I, I'm curious, do you have any feelings about Duskmorn? Well, we don't know what plane it takes place on mm-hmm. because it is just a house of horror somewhere on some plane. Who knows? Um, and it's supposed to take on horror differently than we've seen in the past with, like, the Frexia sets or um, Innistrad. It's supposed to be something different. So the artwork is supposed to be incredible. And I think that, not that it wasn't in the other sets, but um, the preview artwork that they showed for it kind of showed, I mean, in my opinion, what kind of looked like an Atraxa-like figure but it wasn't an Atraxa-like figure because mm-hmm. they said it's different than the Phyrexia sets. Um, but it kind of reminds me of that. It's drawn similarly um, yes. to some of those things that we have seen. Um, but how big is this mansion? And what are they all doing in this House of Horrors? Where does that go with this Dragonstorm story arc? Um, I don't know. Are there dragons in the House of Horrors? Are dragons horror? Probably not. Who knows? Um, is yeah, Nicol Bolas, is the spirit plane in Dustmore and House of Horrors? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yes. Yeah, there could easily um, be Nicol an Bolas is a little scary. Can we get an, an effigy of, of Nicol Bolas in the House of Horrors? That would be great. Yeah. Um, my opinions are not based on Nicol Bolas being my favorite planeswalker, <laughs> by the way. No, that's that's um, that, that, that's completely unrelated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That has nothing to do with this. But um, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to see what they do. And, um, you know, sort of to bring it back to, like, a card game playing thing. Um, nothing's rotating from standard until September. Um and that's that's relevant. So mm-hmm. the first uh that quarter of twenty twenty four would be when Bloomborough comes out. That's quarter three. So when Bloomborough releases, we will lose some sets from standard. That would be the Innistrad sets. And maybe one more. I think we lose three sets from standard or four sets from standard at that time. Um, but that's when rotation happens. The oldest mm-hmm. set in standard on Bloomborough's release will be Dominaria United. Um, so anything pre-Dominaria United will rotate out of the format. So it'll be interesting to see how those cards interact with each other. That will put standard more towards a time in which the cards were created to interact with each other. Yep. Uh, because the current cards that are going to be coming out in um, that started with Lost Caverns of Ixalan, those cards were not meant to interact with in Estrad cards. So keep right. that in mind. Um, so any wacky combos that are going on <laughs> are, right. aren't supposed to be in standard right now. Um, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how Bloomborough and Duskmorn reshape what would be a new standard at that time. Absolutely. So what you're saying is in my control decks, I might have an opportunity to play Farsight Ritual finally. that's You, a... you might. It's That's a good possibility. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, considering considering the bargain mechanic in Wilds of Eldraine, that mechanic actually gets better 
starting with Mortars of Karloff Manor because we're mm-hmm. making clue tokens again. So now yep. we all have clues, bloods, food tokens, power stones, all of that. <laughs> and um, treasures, so hope, of course. And treasures. Yeah. So yeah. so let's hope that the bargain mechanic cards make a comeback. Um, but they are they're interesting nonetheless. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm missing people not playing Beseech the Mirror right now in Standard. That card is ridiculous. Uh, and it? ain't nobody playing it. Hey, you know what? I got a, I got a tip for you. If you are missing uh, Beseech the Mirror, play some Timeless. Because yeah. the Beseech the Mirror Tendrils deck is totally a thing. It is, uh, yeah, it's no joke. So, that's a thing. Anyway. But yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And you're right, actually. And I... I you can't tell me, again, kind of going back to, you know, in Bloomboro, you can't tell me there won't be squirrel tokens or there rat tokens. To like, I mean, I come on. Like, they're they're absolutely going to be around. Um, I, but we've also reached a point where I think it's safe to say that food has become, you know, I don't know if it's deciduous or whatever the whatever the specific phrasing for yeah. it is. But, you know, we, we see, we yeah, evergreen. We see enough of them where I have a complete faith that they're going to be just like treasures. The, mm-hmm. There will just be cards that make them. And, uh, you know, we have Wilds of Eldraine right now, which obviously has a very strong food theme. Yep. You know, but even in like, the Lord of the Rings set last year, that featured food prominently. And then prior to that, we had Throne of Eldraine. And then there's yep. all the supplemental products are clearly leaning into food as a just a recurring, you know, motif. And so, yeah, the, the, the amount of just artifact tokens that are being created. Also, hot tip for any content creators who are listening. If you want to create a business card that you're going to hand out to people... Make it a token that is popular. There it is. Yes, food token. Done. Boom. Make it a food token. Make it a treasure token. Make it a, you know, make it a clue token. Blood tokens. Those were all, yeah, exactly. Like, but maybe not blood. But, you know, the other one that uh, I think a lot of people don't have is the 3-3 beast that Beast Within makes or the 3-3 elephant. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are really important. I know, um, you know, our, our buddy Jaffer actually was handing out two two goblin shamans uh, yeah, yeah. at one point, which I thought was brilliant because Fable the Mirror Breaker was like the most played card yep. of Pioneers for for a hot minute there. So it's like, you probably don't have this token. Here's one. You know, it has my face on it or yep. a very, you know, an artistic variation of my face on it. Like, good call. Anyway, so those are all those are all valuable. So, yeah, actually with um, I was just thinking about how I needed to update my my business cards because like a chump. I decided to make the one one prowess monk token that monastery mentor makes. Oh, well, good for you. The monastery mentor decks and standards seem to make be making a comeback on the ladder. So uh, you yeah, know, they're they're useful. Maybe maybe that's the thing. I just I have a quote on my stream. Uh, I don't math good, and I thought that on a prowess creature would be funny as a business card. So that's what I was handing out. Never mind the fact that you know that that is a token that is a token that is only created by one mythic. It's like yeah. So it's not not the most useful uh, <laughs> piece of cardboard you can be you can be given out. Well, to be fair, Monastery <laughs> Mentor used to be played a lot in other formats. Sure, sure. You know, it's a powerful it, card, but yeah. yeah, you know, turn turns out they take a card from from that block, and then the power creep is just so unreal that <laughs> some rares are better than that card, and you reprint it into standard, and it's not playable. No. Well, now starting to be again, but hasn't been for a while. Yeah. Even then, I haven't I haven't seen it too much, but in any event, yeah. but yeah. So no, I think with with Chicago lining up with the murders of Karlov Manor, I think clue tokens are are the hot the hot yeah. ticket item. So in any event, 
that's just something I'm going to make a note of for later. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I think this slate of products is going to be interesting. I also have complete faith that we are going to see about seventy to eighty secret layers uh, that we just haven't, we just don't know them yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what gets selected there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am wondering if the hype train is going to start to slow down a little bit though, because I think the level of burnout that people have been feeling over the last few years with products uh, coming out has had a noticeable impact on kind of the discourse and general feeling towards the game. Um, I don't think it's, you know, I'm certainly not saying the sky is falling by any means, but I think wallet fatigue is very, very real. And I think wizards probably looking at sales numbers have, I'd be surprised if they haven't seen that, you know, I have no doubt that secret layers promoting certain products, certain art styles that came out two years ago sold significantly better than some of the ones that came out this last year. Not that they were significantly better. It's just the novelty factor. It was real, you know, and in any event, so that'll be interesting to see, but all in all, I think this, this upcoming year is going to be a good one. We we have got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. I'm still incredibly stoked for thunder junction. I can't wait to see new Oko. Mm -hmm. Um, how did, are they going to stay true to the, the feel of that original card? Just to twerk, you know, tweaking the knobs in a way that makes it, not completely busted i don't know we'll see yeah i'm I'm interested to see i mean to read the lore i mean i love mm-hmm. to read the lore i want to find out what's happened to vraska and jace are they yeah. villains are they still phyrexianized um if they are phyrexianized or completed do they still have their planeswalker sparks with what happened in aftermath yeah um, who knows we don't know are mm-hmm. are are they just going to be creature praetors what um and if that's the case are they infecting people uh how does how does that work um you know they did all that work in the storyline to make sure that new phyrexia was set apart from the rest of the multiverse it's trapped um you know and we haven't seen anything really of phyrexian nature with the current story um Mm -hmm. and so it wouldn't make sense of them not to address it in thunder junction when Agreed. you see those planeswalkers come back. Yeah. Um, and if so, did they get Oko? <laughs> Oko likes oh, elk ma- a lot of things. I, I want to see I want to see Oko making elks with Phyrexian oil pouring out of their ears or something. Like, hello? Making um, Phyrexian elks? I'm so in. Let's go. Phyrexian elks? Let's do it. Oko infects a whole plane just by making things elks. Um, uh, sounds great to me. Um, but yeah, it... And and to see how the other characters who are there with them in Thunder Junction, I, I think that's going to be a really good storyline. Mm-hmm. Not saying there hasn't been any good storylines so far. I mean, I enjoyed the Ixalan story. Um, the murders of Karlov Manor, of course, is going to have its own thing uh, with the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, but Thunder Junction better be a banger, especially considering the amount of different characters from different planes who are in the preview art for that. Um, explain this to me. How did this happen? Um, even though people don't have planeswalker sparks, who's the only planeswalker in thunder junction? Who, you know, I, I assumed it would be Oko, but maybe not, you know, it could be just about anybody. Cause you're right. Like Vraska Jace, we don't know what the story is. And we know they're in the promotional material. They'll presumably play a part in the story. Will they even get cards? I'm assuming because you know, they're leading with them, but who knows? Sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That, I gotta say, of all of the various hype pieces that have come out recently, that one. Like, Thunder mm-hmm. Junction is the one that I I keep going back to. It's like, okay, whatever happens, yeah. like, this set needs to be great, because right. I 
It, I am so excited for it. And it's funny. I'm not even a big Westerns fan. Like, I don't know why there's something about that that just, like, mm-hmm. completely got me. Uh, but it sure did. Like, Oko in a cowboy hat. <laughs> we have that now. You can't take that we away. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited. But Will yeah. Helen also have a cowboy hat? I mean, if any if any card is printed without some flavor of cowboy hat, I think they they're missing they're missing right. out. Like I want Rakdos to be you know because the top of his head is like all fire. Yep. I want him to have like the brim of the cowboy hat, and the rest is just kind of burnt away. I think that'd be That's hilarious. I like. And they all, everybody needs a, a cowboy hat, and that's it. Imagine the memes coming out with cowboy hats just on all the different magic characters. Like, what wait. would they look like if they're on Thunder Junction? Here's a cowboy hat. Yep. And if you think I'm not going to go Photoshop a cowboy hat onto Grothama when we're done here, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, yes, Grothama all devouring with a cowboy hat. That needs to exist now. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> And it's got to be the tiniest one too. It's got to be the little, just you know, just balanced on top, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, all kinds of ridiculousness. I can't wait. The memes will definitely be coming. Yeah. All right. So kind of as we kind of roll it in or uh, bring it in for a landing, this was a short-er episode by our standards, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with kind of keeping it tight. Yeah. Um, are there any last thoughts that you have, kind of looking back on 2023 or looking forward to 2024 that you wanted to share with folks before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, 2023 was a great year. It was great to see lots of these events come back, to be able to come back to, you know, considering the pandemic and everything like that. Um, You know, it was great the amount of, um, you know, I could say probably for both of our communities that have been able Mm -hmm. to grow on Twitch and other platforms, um, you know, and nothing but thankful for that. Um, You know, looking forward to 2024 in terms of, like, goals – for myself, um, I mean, I am going to attempt to start, like, a YouTube channel. I don't know how well it's going to work because I'm terrible with editing. You um, got it. But we're going to try it. Uh, but we're, we're going to see what we can develop from there. Um, and obviously still going to different events and things like Magic Cons and playing a lot more Paper Magic. I mean, not that I didn't play Paper Magic a lot before. I did. It's just the events didn't exist. Um, you know, I'm ramping and ready to go for the standard RCQ season that goes from January through March. And I got on my calendar six different events I'm going to um, from January to February. And that doesn't include MagicCon. So, like, the weeks mm-hmm. that MagicCon isn't happening or that an SCG is happening, there's an RCQ um, around me, thankfully, within, like, less than an hour's driving distance. So I'm excited to take the standard decks we play on Arena and take them to RCQs and just see how we do. Um you know, I think one of my stream days are going to focus on, okay, well, what are we playing in this week's RCQ? Here's the deck that we're going to test and see how we do. So I'm excited for that. Um, you know, it, in terms of other things in 2024, um, what I'm hoping that we see in general is uh, a return to the competitive scene. I'm hoping that Wizards makes that jump, and I hope that they eventually announce the return of something like Grand Prix or other events or that they're paying another tournament organizer to organize competitive events, you know, because we, we heard Huey Jensen talk about the revitalization of paper standard mm-hmm. and phase one of that was extending the format rather than letting it rotate. Um, phase two apparently is just the 75 K standard event at, at Chicago coming up uh, and the RCQ season we knew was going to happen. Anyway, we need more than that. Um, we need, 
tournament circuits to exist out there. And, you know, organizers like NRG, they do amazing. I love watching NRG's events. Um, but again, they're not standard. They're the more played formats. I think there needs to be an incentive for these tournament organizers to run standard events in paper with coverage to, to get the hype up there for the format. Because the format's great. I love standard. I play it all the time on Arena. Um, I look at the results that are happening on Magic Online. Um, it's I, I play every Sunday. I'll be playing today at my LGS, right? We're able to form <laughs> our, our standard community back up. It's great. The format is awesome. Yeah, we might get upset at, like, Domain and being able to up the Beanstalk into Leyline Binding. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but, you know, we need something in Paper Magic to help revitalize the format. One tournament isn't going to cut it. Um, one RCQ season isn't going to cut it. I love the rotating RCQ th system, though, by format. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Playing a different format every couple months. Great. Keep that up. But we need we need tournament circuits outside of RCQs that exist that either are high stake or mid stake, like 20Ks or something, um, mm -hmm. to get people more hyped to play the format. I think that's what's missing. And I think it would be a missed opportunity if Wizards doesn't take advantage of that, um, considering there will be a standard rotation and they've got four standard sets coming out next year. So um, I'm hoping that we see that, especially with the changeover to the new play boosters, um, right. eliminating commander cards from them, which they used to have in set boosters. So I'm hoping we see that overall in 2024. Um but yeah, I wish everybody the most prosperous 2024. Whatever you got, your goals that you're thinking of accomplishing this year, you need to speak what you want into existence. You got to act on that motivation. You got to act on your ideas. If you don't, it doesn't happen, right? Like be yeah. the go-getter. 100%. Um, so if I had to give anybody a little piece of advice for the next year, if you want to do something, just do it. Because the worst thing that somebody can tell you if you're trying to accomplish something and work with somebody else is no. And if they tell you no, then you move on to the next thing mm -hmm. or you do something a different way. Um, but it's always worth taking the risks. So take all the risks to accomplish your goals this year. Heck yes. Dude, I love that. And that is a great way to look at um, – yeah, that's a great great attitude to have going into the new year. Because a lot of the times people talk about resolutions and think they want to change. And rather than trying to commit to one specific thing, I think really just try to be – very diligent about your perspective and your mindset. And it's funny that you mentioned, just put it out there, just say something, you know, because that is the biggest thing. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause one thing that I wanted to kind of be express gratitude towards in 2023, uh, that happened for me actually was a result of me doing exactly that. So go, go with me back to Q4 of 2022, even let's go, uh, let's go further and further back on my Twitch streams. I was averaging around, uh, 50 to 60 viewers, which if you know anything about the Twitch environment in order to get partnering, you need to average 75 for an entire month. And I was, you know, I was like close, but not quite there. And I just said, and I put out on social media that I was hoping to make a push for partner that I would like to push for partner. And I started putting partner push in my titles. I went from like 50 to 60 viewers to a hundred overnight and it held. And that's not anything I did. That wasn't me being better no. or anything. The stream content was more or less the same as it, it had always been, but just putting it out there in the universe saying, Hey everyone, this is something that means a lot to me. And if you want to help yeah. me out, this would be great. 
And the, like, the community came out of the woodwork. And as a result, in January of 2023, I was able to, you know, get that little purple check mark. It's very much an achievement unlocked thing. It's not, you know, if you're out there and you're not a partner on Twitch, don't be discouraged. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, you know. Um, but that was something that I wanted and I pushed really freaking hard for it. Uh, and the most important thing that I did was just say something and just ask for help. You yep. know, don't be afraid to ask for help in whatever you want to achieve, because a lot of people, probably more people than you realize are in your life and would be more than happy to help you if they knew that's what you wanted. And so, yeah, I love that. Put it out in the universe, make it happen. Put it so, like, be open about what you're trying to achieve. And you'll be surprised how many people step up and help you get there. It's, sure. it's a beautiful thing. Also, the magic community in general is like one of the most generous and loving communities I could possibly imagine being a part of. So we're all out here for you. We all got your back. You know, if you're one of us, let's, let's do great things together. And uh, yeah, it, it's awesome. So I'm excited for the future of you know, this game and, uh, and what we've got to, to do together. And that's the biggest thing that I took away from 2023 was it, this was the first time that I went to a convention. Um, and this is the first time I got a chance to be amongst kind of my people. Mm -hmm. And this community is something truly special. I don't think there's anything else like it uh, on the planet. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's presumably because you like magic and you kind of enjoy the energy we're putting out in the universe. Um, Get in, you know, get involved, be plugged in. Cause it's great. We have, we have something, we as magic players have something mm -hmm. special going on here and we need to appreciate it and celebrate it. Um, cause yeah, it kicks a lot of butt. So yeah, we'll just go make sure anything yeah. else you do in 24, make sure that you're playing as much jank as possible. Yes. Um, embrace the jank. Embrace yourself. Embrace uh, the jank. You know, oh, somebody yeah. tells you that playing a certain commander is a bad idea. You know, screw that. Play it anyway. Make it happen. Uh, play the jank. If if they're telling you your combo won't work in standard or what you're doing isn't going to make an impact in uh, Explorer or Pioneer or Alchemy or whatever format, Timeless, do it anyway. Just you can't be it. worse than Blood Moon. I promise. Um, but you, <laughs> you can do whatever else you want, right? Uh, embrace the jank. Play the jank because that will surprise you on what, what you can create can do. Absolutely. Well, and, and also recalibrate your expectations and look at your goal in a given game. Like, I don't know about you, but I have commander decks where the goal is not necessarily to win. Like if an opportunity uh -huh. presents itself, okay, great. But like, I'm going to try to ramp everybody at the table. It's like, okay. And I'm going to ramp you into your combo pieces that are going to kill me, but I want to see them. So let's make sure everybody gets there. I don't want anybody to get mana screwed. Let's go. And appreciate the play experience. And for the record, that doesn't, that's not just in casual commander either. If you're in a competitive environment, your opponent has a really great sequence. Even if, you know, it cuts you out of getting into top eight or something like you're welcome to be disappointed with that. But if your opponent does something cool and like, don't hesitate to acknowledge, like that was a really great game. Well done. Like, uh, you know, and it, even if it's just a matter of getting lucky and for the record, when you get super lucky, acknowledge that's what it is. Cause that's okay. It's, it's a high variance yeah, game. It happens, 100%. you know, like just acknowledge like, man, if I hadn't drawn that, you would have had me, <laughs> but I did. So here we are, you know, shake and move on to the next game. But, um, I don't know. Sportsmanship is something that I think is important in this game. And I think that's something we should all, and it's competitive, casual, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. just appreciate each other, respect each other. And, uh, I think that that's when the games are their best is when everybody is bringing a, a positive welcoming vibe to mm -hmm. the experience. Um, 
And yeah, and that's something that I know I've definitely seen quite a bit over the last few years. And I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of it in 2020, 2024, because, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be more of a focus on that. Ian, I know I've already started seeing some discourse about that on Twitter and, you know, the discussion around etiquette is becoming more of a focus. And so hopefully a lot of people take that to heart and are doing the right thing to make it a great experience for everybody. Yeah. In any event. With that, I think we can go ahead and, uh, you know, look back on 2023 very fondly with a lot of great things. And uh, yeah. Looking forward to 2024. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, this podcast has also been like a lot of fun. We uh, actually it was our, our first episode of 2023. I'm, it was, was yeah, yeah. So th- yeah, this podcast is uh, a new thing that happened this year. It's funny. It this year has felt like an absolute whirlwind. It's been going on forever, and also it just started. Um, yeah. yeah, but th- this this podcast and the kind of this team growing has been an awesome part of, uh, of this year. And I know that we've got a lot of great things coming. So, so like, and subscribe for all of that fun stuff. That's going to be coming down the way. (laughs) Subscribing is free on YouTube. Absolutely. Hit the button anyway, but yes, thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate you. Keep the jank flowing and we'll catch you on the next one. Everybody catch you on the next one. (laughs) 